Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndyCast. Chad Allen, Zach Romero, Shelly Allen uh, here in IndyCast HQ. Happy New Year, everybody. Right. It's now uh, 2019 officially uh, when you're listening to this. Uh, it may not be when we recorded it. Oh, Ooh, time machine, you. very scary. Um, but we do have a very special guest on us. I do like to start every year with a uh, what I'd like to think is a major guest yeah. uh, to start off the year right. And this year is no exception. Uh, this year we have uh, independent wrestling superstar uh, Lucha Underground uh, sensation. Uh, it was very cool to, to see that debut this past year, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Hopefully. On the next season of it yeah. with this uh, person. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Exolicious, a.k.a. Sunny Kiss, on the line with us. Sunny, welcome to the IndyCast. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, we are very appreciative to have you on. Uh, Sunny, we start every episode uh, the same way when we have a guest. We have five questions we like to call the lightning round. Oh, Yay, sound effects. We still haven't gotten uh, a budget for Foley work. Um, right. Uh, wow. My uh, lovely wife, Shelly, has five uh, kind of rapid-fire questions that she's going to ask you. You can answer as uh, long or short as you would like on this one. Uh, we do this mostly so that we can get some of those boring podcast questions right yeah, we're out of the way. we're trying to separate ourselves yeah. from the pack. And uh, also give Shelly something to do right off at the beginning of the episode. So, Well, thank you. Honey, the floor is yours. <laughs> well, hey, Sonny. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm how are you? That's not one of the lightning round questions. How are you is not a lightning round question. We are not adding that to the list. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Well, who trained you and when did you debut? Okay, so I debuted uh, in 2013, and my trainers were Gina Caruso, and I was also mentored by uh, Ness Lopez, a.k.a. Everett Cross, and Bad Dick. Excellent. Nice. Awesome. Well, what is your first wrestling memory as a kid? Um, you know what's so funny about me? So I played the video game before I actually watched it on TV. The first game I played was Revenge on 64. Excellent. And that was how it was kind of introduced to wrestling. That's so funny. <laughs> Excellent. So, okay, Excellent. so let me let me add a 1A question in here real oh, quick. Oh, boy. When playing a, a WCW NWO Revenge, great game, by the way. Excellent choice. Uh, yeah. Who is... Who was your go-to person that you used to uh, that you used to play? Everybody has a go-to. I, uh, well, <laughs> this is so funny because I mean, like, it's kind of no surprise. But Alex Wright, because he was so feminine, like you know, he has, he has this flamboyant style about him. So I love playing as Alex Wright. And of course, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. You know. Das Wunder, das Wunderkind. Yeah, that's exactly. I, liked, I always liked him. That was fun. Okay, honey. Oh. Sorry. Question three. Question three. Uh, what did you ask Santa for this year? Oh, good question. What did I ask Santa for this year? Yep. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really ask for anything, to be honest. <laughs> well, let's 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 tweak that. What does what does the holidays in the Kiss household look like? Um, well, I'm currently in, uh, rooming with my um, childhood friends, but I'm also in transition um, to moving to Delaware. Um, with my boyfriend. So, currently, it's more so uh, just, it, I'm just my own person, and then my roommates are, you know, they're all family. And then, um, yeah, I'm just kind of just me in, in my room. And, uh, yeah, it's not very um, Christmas-like over here right now. <laughs> that is so adorably depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It is so well, wonderfully. It's kind of not. Um, <laughs> 
So what I'm going to do for that, I saw I'll speak it, yeah. What I'm going to do for the holidays is go meet my boyfriend's family. There so you that's go. what I'll be doing for the holidays, yeah. So we just have some holiday spirits in there somewhere. Good, good. Very nice. <laughs> I'll double back around to part of that later. I don't want to interrupt the lightning what? round anymore. I was, I was going to ask Sunny if if they knew about the new black Christmas tree uh, <laughs> trend and if it was like not cool. Like, what did they think? Of, what did you think of that? Explain that to me because I'm lost. What? Okay, so this. You is know, like... it's so funny because I'd never even heard of this. this, this all right, so Sunny and I are also are both lost. No, so the please. Funny, the funny part is, and, and here we'll explain this to you completely, so you understand this. You know where I found out about this. Uh, KG from the Coda. So that should probably tell you exactly okay. what this looks yeah. like. But apparently, the new rage are black Christmas trees because no matter how you decorate them, they will go with any home decor. Mm. Like, supposedly they're a wonderfully muted backdrop to the beautiful lights and stuff like that. And I've only seen them in magazines and I was like, I'm not fashionable enough for this. I think my kids would hate me if I came in with, like, a burnt Christmas tree, but I'm sure they would go with. Well, I but, feel like the elephant in the room at that point is you ha- you're immediately pushed into, well, you better decorate this like Nightmare Before Christmas, because you've got a black Christmas tree in your living room. Like, you don't have a choice now. It's Tim Burton Christmas. Oh, no. It's like... Oh, the, wow. It's super fancy. Okay. That's so, fair. I like it. Well, there you go. I was just wondering if anyone else yeah. heard of it, but I don't know. I... I I don't know. I, I haven't, and I really don't have an opinion on that. I think it's kind of just like okay, whatever, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> which is which would be which would you consider more ridiculous, the jet black Christmas tree or the inverted Christmas tree? Where the upside like, down. Yeah, one. where it's upside down. Wait, huh? That's a thing. That's <laughs> yeah, also, also a thing. Also yeah. A thing. Like I, I think that that one sounds a little more ridiculous. It I, I, I would find. Okay, I can't imagine. Like, how do you put? Like presents underneath, and like that's only well, you good got plenty for a of room photo. to put presents that's underneath. That's true, yeah. Because stack them up. Little, yeah, that's stack so them high weird. from that point. So. No, it's like there's a treasure to having to like dig under the tree for that elusive gift. That you, you say treasure, I say enormous pain in the ass. Well, that's why. <laughs> that's why you. That's why you guys should have kids because then you just force your children. That's to true. Get it. Go that's get what that. We that's, do. That's, that's true. also true. We have a very tiny eight-year-old who's like, shy, go get it. Go get it. All right. So what's all right anyway, all right. question four. Back to the important questions. Yeah, I know, right? So, Sunny, Cher, Madonna, or Lady Gaga? Who is better? Ooh. You said Cher, Madonna, or Lady Gaga? Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's a hard one. I was saying, this is officially the toughest question we'll ask this episode. By the way, I'm very proud of this question. I just want to say that for the record. I was very proud of that one hit my brain today. I love Madonna. Um, I think Madonna's a goddess, and I love all of her music. I have her probably, I have probably like almost all of her discography um, uh, as a CD, and I think I have one cassette tape. So, um, yeah. That's you know, it's legit. I I love Madonna. So, Madonna's. Madonna's best song. Oh God! Double That's whammy so on the mean. hard questions. Dang. Um, oh wow! See, Bedtime Stories is a really good album, and I really, really love um, uh, Erotica's you know, album too. The Ray of Light album is great. Mm, okay, my favorite song, maybe Forbidden Love on uh, um, the No. Okay, I'll say Human Nature because it really kind of like has this aggressive like rebellious type it, 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 it was just awesome because she just basically pulled off the, the you know the media and all her critics i love that i love when people kind of like 
stand up for themselves. So I'm, I'll probably stay human nature. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. That was a nice, like, that was a wonderfully said answer. Yeah, I was right going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I this is well, not. I really do. I really do. Welcome to Sunny Kiss's uh, TED Talk on Madonna. Yeah. Uh, thank you for all being here. I, I love Madonna, but I am, I am I will say I'm a bigger fan of Janet. Janet Jackson is my number one favorite artist of all time. So oh, nice. excellent yeah. choices. Yeah, I was like, yeah. wow, that one blew me away. Um, so By the way, is... Rhythm Nation, her best song. Oh, well, now you're, sure. now you're doing something. Ooh, but, I don't know about that one. What was it? What did you say, Sunny? It's... I, I I agree. It's, it's one of my favorite. It's one of the albums that inspired me to become a dancer. So, yeah. Oh, I don't know. That like, the way that love goes is like my favorite song to hear. I defy you to find another professional wrestler who was inspired by Janet Jackson to get into dance and inspired by Alex Wright to get into wrestling. I, I defy you to find me another. Oh man, that is a great. They do not is, make them like Sonny Kiss. That is a great one-two punch right there. I won't lie. <laughs> okay, honey, your favorite. Your favorite I'm sorry, question. My favorite question might. This might not work for us, yeah, but uh, Marvel. Or DC and, and why? why? That is important. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like them both. Uh, I'm probably gonna say Marvel. I don't really have. A, I, I guess I like more characters on Marvel. It's probably the reason why. Um, yeah, yeah, Marvel. I love that there was definitive lines drawn in the sand between Cher, Madonna, and Lady Gaga, but Marvel and DC, it's like, ah, whatever, man. <laughs> Not so definitive. So, that's good. That's yeah. good. Now, I, I'm going to circle back briefly. You you had mentioned for the holidays you were you were going to go visit uh, your boyfriend's family. I'm, I'm interested in a couple things. First off, have you? I, I'm assuming have you gotten the opportunity to meet the family before? Is this or is this? Oh, that's true. Is this like a first time meetup, or is this? It's my first time um, meeting his okay, so extended family. So there's, I met his parents. We went to dinner one time. That was really, really cool. And now I'm meeting, like, you know, his cousins and grandparents and things like that. So uh, just uh, more of his extended family, too, as well. Um, and, yeah, my boyfriend's also a professional wrestler. I don't know if you guys know him. His name is Killian McMurphy. And he's from Maryland. So. And I nice. Guess from Maryland. I was going to say, if you could have seen Chad's face light up, because he did know I that. I did know that. I had that ready as yeah. a question. Well, go ahead so, and ask your next question, I, and, and we've actually asked this question for a, a few different people in this instance, and, I, and I'm interested in your answer as well. Uh, dating in the wrestling industry, is it, is it, do you think it's better to be dating somebody that's, that's in the industry? Or, you know, what's the comparison between dating in and out of the industry? Does it make it life easier or harder? Right. Or okay, both? there's... There's pros and cons to it, but I definitely lean more towards dating in the business. And here's the reason why. Because people make it like it's so hard to do when it's really not. Like, it's not that hard to be a good damn person and be a good partner. So, I feel like dating in the business allows you and your partner to travel together, like, everywhere. But when you're dating outside of the business, it's really difficult because you guys likely probably don't have a lot in common. Because you're, you're constantly grinding it on the road. And you have so much that you, you know that you're doing. You're trying to achieve, and it's hard to, it's to like completely support you. So if you do have someone like that, that's amazing. But a lot of people don't, and that's the thing that sucks is the people the people who are at home waiting for you, your wife or your husband or girlfriend or boyfriend. They're like, oh my god, like he's never home, he's never around. 
so they don't really understand why why you're out so much, and they're kind of wondering, you know, what what's he doing? What's she doing? And vice versa, you know. So it's like it, it it's difficult rather than just being together all the time and you know doing the grind together. A excellent answer. B, I feel like the uh, opening line of the Sunny Kiss like transform your life. Uh, philosophy program is it's not that hard to be a nice damn person. Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, people make it so difficult. It's really not it's really not hard at all. So, I don't know. <laughs> so speaking of um you know traveling, having a boyfriend, you know, also in the business doing, doing the drives. Doing the drives. As doing, Uncle Bob would say. Right. Um you know you I think are part of the patchwork of LGBTQ positive characters in wrestling. You know, you're openly gay in wrestling. And Uh so, and like you said, you've been wrestling for what, five years now? Yes, five years. So I feel like, we'll say good, bad, and different, that the, the philosophy of pro wrestling is evolving and, and things along those lines. But the question is, what kind of difficulties are you still seeing being openly gay in wrestling in terms of like maybe promoters or fans or or what have you? What are obstacles that are still in your way being that open as, in in professional wrestling? Um, not to like sound like cocky, but I've worked like super super duper hard. So I think what it is is that I that I haven't done. Because I've conquered the Indies, like I've proven myself all up and down the East Coast, you know, whatever. And I think it's the fact that I am a feminine, you know, gay guy, which is it's weird because it kind of has, it's kind of a good thing and bad thing. It's, it's strange, but I think being so feminine, um, the the executive or higher up and you know big time companies are are afraid to take that step and market you correctly. They kind of like to. Um, throw it out there with little hints, you know, instead of, like, it being all in your face. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like, I get it. It's, it's, I'm not, like, you know, like, I understand um, why it would be something that's, like, ooh, I don't know about this. Because, you know, it, 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 it's not accepted everywhere. And um, it's something new. It would be something new for a lot of people to see on TV. And people don't know how that would go. So um, I think what it is is more so um, the difficulties that I'm having is, People try people taking that chance on me, which Lucha Underground did, and right. I really, really appreciate them for it. Um, and it's really that, yeah. Uh, people just taking a chance on a character like me. So that's well, really what I'm facing right now. I don't really have any issues on the Indies and stuff like that. Thank God. I'm, I've been so blessed to have crazy support team. So yeah, excellent. Well, and actually, since you brought it up, I had this for later, but I, I'm going to kind of you kind of help me segue a little bit on this one here. So, for Lucha Underground, you did debut this uh, in 2018 uh, on their fourth season. God, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm positive it's fourth season. Yeah, fourth season. Uh, uh, first off, um, do do you do you feel because Lucha Underground had already had a history, and obviously Mexico has a history of using what how they refer to as exoticos. Um, for that, do you think that kind of helped bridge the, the gap a little bit? Because I know they were using uh, Pimpinella um, Escada for for a lot of their matches too, and I think that that definitely helped out a lot. But uh, on top of that, were were you surprised at the type of really positive reaction you got when you debuted? No, I'm not. 
But I, I'm interested to see kind of, were you concerned that you may not get the reaction you expected when you debuted? Um, in the beginning, I was looking for feedback. But after a while, um, I didn't really care anymore. Um, I knew it was definitely going to be mixed reactions and, you know, mixed opinions. And that's, that's anything, though. So I was kind of like, okay, like, you know, it is what it is. But I went out there and I did what I, I, did what I had to do. And I, I, knew I, I knew I had something to prove. And I was like, okay, so I have this platform. So you, this is like your one shot. This is your first match. So I was like, I have this platform to really showcase who Sunny Kiss really is. So um, I knew my job was to worry about that and not what people were going to think. And that's why it turned out the way it did, because I was so confident in who I was. And I, I wasn't caring about, oh, my God, this is probably going to like me. Oh, this and that, this and that. Um, well, I was. Um, initially, like, I still was, like, back and forth with it, so I'm not gonna completely say I was, you know, super-duper confident, but as far as, like, um, the rest, like, when I got out, you know, in, into the crowd, into the audience, I was like, okay, I'm, I gotta do this, so, I had, there was, there was some confidence there. Um, I wasn't really, like, caring too much about what people were thinking initially, but here and there, back and forth, it was like, okay, ooh, I, are they gonna like me? And it's like, no, you shouldn't think like that. You shouldn't think like that. So it was like a back and forth thing. I know it sounds like so contradictory, but it really, it really is how it is when you, uh, you know, when you're homosexual and you're in wrestling. It's like, you know, you think, oh my God, is this going to be a detriment or is it going to be beneficial? So you go back and forth with your mind. Be crazy. Well, speaking of beneficial, um, so you have both a cheerleading and a dancing background prior to coming into pro wrestling. I'm curious, um, obviously you've incorporated elements of it in like how you move around the ring and your persona and things like that, but what specifically were benefits, maybe in the training or what have you, coming from cheerleading and dancing into pro wrestling? What are things that you found to be the most similar and most different between that kind of training versus pro wrestling? The training, okay, so uh, the difference is uh, with wrestling is a little more physical, um, it's, it's, it it's, they're both intense, but intense in different ways. Um, wrestling, uh, requires, like, oh, like a, a different type of set, like a set of skills. It's like stamina and strength and agility and all that stuff. Um, with dance, it's more so, um, no, I guess, I guess they do have a lot of similarities. It's the memory of choreographing a mat and choreographing a dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's a lot of similarities, but um, hmm, let, me, let me actually think think about my answer, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess, um, hmm, I, maybe with me, I kind of intertwine them together. So now, at this point, after five years, I'm kind of used to them, like, being what they are. So, um, I, I don't know. Like, the, the, the difference, I guess the, the full on the body, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but dancing, you're not bumping on the mat. So. True. Yeah, I should hope not. <laughs> yeah, and the same the type of dance, dance number is usually around the same amount um, of time as matches. So. Hmm. Yeah, so I guess it's like more so just a physical toll on the body. That's really a difference. I can't believe I really had to like go around and like my head and think about that. But. That's good. Well, like I said, you've incorporated <laughs> it flawlessly. It, it, really, it really made me think. I'm like, huh, what am I even saying? They're like, they're so similar. Because, like, the flexibility, the athleticism, um, you know, all that stuff, it's just a lot of that is very, very much dance with dance. Good. Um, yeah, but, like, 
that really, really sums it up, though. The physical toll on the body, I will say, is what is the difference between the two. Okay, well, big big question here, then. Backstage, who's cattier? Cheerleaders, dancers, or professional Pro, wrestlers? Yeah. No need to name names. We're not looking to blacklist No, no, anybody, no, no name names. Go for it. I'm, I'm perfectly okay <laughs> naming names. Without a doubt. 100% wrestlers are the most direct people. Okay. <laughs> Dancers um, are definitely not actually wrestlers. They're, they're way more family-like, I will say. Okay. And I had a kind of a feeling that wrestlers was actually going to uh, prior to our guest here. We're so here. proud of you. Thank you, thank you. Um, so, Sonny, in your career, you have done a lot of fantastic things. You've worked with some incredible people, Joey Ryan, Lucina Ground. As you've said yourself, you've basically so, conquered the indies. There was one of my saddest moments, by the way, when the Joey Ryan thing ended with him and Joey right. Ryan on Lucha Underground. I really wanted Good. it to go longer. Six seasons and a movie. Anyway, um, <laughs> but no, so you've done you've done a lot of incredible things in wrestling. And, and as I said even at the beginning, especially in terms of like LBGTQ positive kind of character, I think you could say that You've opened up some doors and maybe some eyes for some people. But I really want you to think back and do me a favor and kind of walk us through the moments as they were happening to you. It's 2015. You're in Full Impact Pro's Fallout six-man tournament. (laughs) And Carrie Awful just spit in your mouth. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Walk us through what was going on at that moment. By by the way, Shelly completely just like... (laughs) Clutched her. She she's like needing to to like find a bucket. <laughs> she was not in the audience for that, but uh, Zach and I definitely well, were. It, it, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. So I'll, there's a lot that went on actually. Um, a lot of people don't even know, but I was dealing with some stuff mentally. Um, you know, it's oh my god. I can't believe this, this is the first time I'm revealing this. By the way, so we appreciate it. You're getting some exclusive stuff. So before going out the curtain, I thought that my brother was shot. Um, oh, yeah, it was really strange. So I thought my brother was shot. Um, I was also just kind of, I was exhausted. Um, my uh, shoot job was working overnight um, as a receptionist. And, I, you know, the traveling, and I, I think I, what was it, that I left? I left in the morning. I didn't even sleep, really. So I left right from the morning. We drove to Florida with myself. Um, Alex Mason, you know, the crew, the guys that I was dealing with, I can't even name one of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, um, so I was driving with my team, and there was just a lot going on. It was, it was just stressful, because we were all in the car for so long, you know, we doing all this ma- all these matches, you know, I'm in my head about my performance, I'm like, oh my god, and all that stuff, just so much stuff going on in my head, and I thought my brother was shot, so I go out there, and then we're having this awesome match, and he's, you know, it's aggressive, and he's kicking my ass. And, you know, it's just a lot going on. And I guess I was just emotional in my feelings. And when he did that, I was like, oh, hell no. That's just too much. <laughs> so I whined, I whined back. And I, like, slapped the holy dog poop out of him. <laughs> it was just so crazy. Like, it was, oh, my God. It was just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, and then I was crying after the match just because it was just, I, 
it was feeling a lot. And I, I, I didn't even know where it stemmed from, really, like, uh, exactly. But I didn't know I was just overwhelmed. Because when I, really thought, I thought about the shot, I was like, okay, he's okay, though. He's okay, though, right? So, you know, okay, cool. Then I was like, you know, I'm having this, this, this main event match, and, you know, this is, like, a career point for me. I don't know. I guess it was just, I was just overwhelmed, really. really Plus, carry Carrie Awful spitting in anybody's mouth is going to get, you know, you're going to get emotional about yeah. that. It's a, that's a life-changing yeah. event in a lot of people's, people's minds. Now, for the record, Sonny since then has said that Carrie Awful is an absolute sweetheart, which we can all attest he absolutely right. is. Oh, yeah, but, I love him. But that <laughs> moment, on that night, he was a bad, bad man. You shut your mouth. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Like I said, that was, a, that was a big moment for Chad and I as well. We were there in the crowd. We were completely blown away by Tier 1, you basically captaining that team. And, and um, so it was a huge moment for all of us. Too bad he was working. At, it was only two against, two against three in that match. Yeah, well. So. Oh, my God! <laughs> we will say That's no so more. That's so funny. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot who was in that until just now. Yeah, <laughs> I like, like, oh like, yeah. Uh, I, I was kind of like, do I think it's no? I'm not gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this episode got real spicy at the Stevie, end. Stevie Richards was the third person. That's right. That if anybody asks, um, <laughs> Stevie Richards. Um, so yeah, we've talked. We've talked a lot about like the um, like Zach has mentioned a couple times. You know the LGBTQ community and you and you being a a great representative of that. Um, who are some of the other uh, kind of represent? Because it, it has become more of There's actually even a company. What's And I know you've wrestled for them a bunch of times. There's actually a company in New York right now that is geared mostly towards gay and lesbian wrestlers. What's the, what's the name of that company? I want to put them over a little bit because I know... Uh, seen... It's called A Matter of Pride. Yeah. Uh, Rick Ataldo is the one who's like running it. And uh, yeah, Rick Ataldo is an LGBTQ wrestler uh, veteran. And so, you know, he's kind of like putting on a product there um, that's basically LGBT oriented, and he's given a platform, you know, for LGBT workers to kind of like not, you know, succumb to the, you know, the stereotypes of other wrestling promotions that what they do to us. And it's kind of like our way to, you know, live out the way we want to have our own like crazy rivalries and storyline stuff. It's pretty cool. So yeah. Who are some of the other people, either from that company or just that you've dealt with, that, that we should be kind of on the lookout for out on the scene right now? All the LGBT workers? Heck yeah, all of them, though. Like, I mean, there's so many talented freaking wrestlers. But at least if I can name all of them. So it's Ashley Star, who's from Atlanta. So dope. I love this work. Jamie Senegal, SB, um, Rick Capaldo, Eddie McQueen. Um, who am I forgetting? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um... This is like an acceptance speech, like if you won an Oscar. Like, <laughs> yeah. like oh, uh, thanks to my mom and dad. Um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I, you know, everyone had a better pride, really. That's, it, I mean, they're all really amazing. Like, Jamie Senegal and I have some of the best matches ever together, because we understand each other. Um, yeah. And my boyfriend, my biggest inspiration, like, he teaches me, he really grounds me, and he really um, helps make my mood set a little more diverse. And get the, you know, he, he gets me uh, grounded. You know, he, he kind of like takes away. He's like, okay, like you do all this high flying stuff, and it's like, you know, um, it's kind of like, okay, I can show you this, I can show you that, you know, to give you a little bit of an edge. And I love that. So. Excellent. Have you and your boyfriend ever tag teamed before? We are actually doing that right now. We've been teaming up the last month or so. Excellent. Very nice. Oh wow. 
Yeah, so I've also used to manage him, like, another year ago. And then now it's like, okay, we're actually teaming together. Which I actually like managing and wrestling, like, kind of both equally. It's, like, so much fun. Like, I'm a sucker for, like, like managing and then, like, big factions. Like, I love tag team matches. I actually think single matches are so boring. <laughs> this is what I've been doing. <laughs> this is what I've been doing them so much in my career. When I got to the underground, I found out I was being paired with Joey Ryan and Eva Lee. I was like, yes! <laughs> so it was like that. It was uh, being with Joey and Eva Lee, and then Danny Guevara eventually. Those matches, I was having so much fun. And then, like, I was wrestling Zach Evans. Zach Evans is a wrestling god. I was like, let's, let's put it out there. But the team, the tag team matches were my favorites just because I felt more comfortable. And I love, I just love tag team. I love tag team psychology. I love the way tag team matches pan out. And, you know, the six mans that we had were just beautiful, they were brilliantly put together. It was just a lot of fun. I, I just love tag teams. I love factions and tag teams. I've always loved them since I was young. So, so uh, before my uh, lovely wife jumps into one of our uh, our big questions here for this one here, I do have to ask. I, I want to try to get another uh, another uh, hopefully bit of news out of this one here. Have you heard anything about season five? Since we're talking about Lucha Underground. <laughs> uh, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> Um, I don't want to say too much. Um, there definitely will be a season five, um, but I don't know when exactly. Okay, that's fair. I'm okay with it because yeah. they they definitely there's definitely a lot of like there's a real big cliffhanger at the end. Of a, lot of, a lot of unfinished there. business. We'll yeah, say. to say that mm-hmm. to say the least. So the def- very least, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely want to see more of that. I'm. Because if there wasn't a season, if there's not a season five, I'm afraid there's some bad news, and that was going to make me really. Well, sad. we're starting the new uh, social media campaign: six seasons in a movie for Sonny Kiss and, and Joey Ryan. Is, is another company going to take? A, is another show going to take offense to us uh, ripping, ripping them off? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So. <laughs> I was like, calm down. We're going to get in trouble. Okay, so <laughs> so since you like tag team wrestling, there's a lot of people in your car. You guys are going to do the drives. Oh, look at the segue. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm proud of you. I learned a thing. Um, so, when you guys are out driving late, you're getting back, and you're hungry. You see the beautiful white lights up ahead. Do you pull off to Sheets or Wawa? <laughs> um... <laughs> Your Honor, I would like to thank you for not leading the witness, but... Mm-hmm. I did really good. You did like good this time. Kept it objective, kept it objective. Um, Sonny, I want to warn you now, this is the ugliest question that we ask, because this gets real heated here yes. at the IndyCast headquarters. You don't know how the pins and needles we're waiting on right now. And, well, okay, so I'm from New Jersey, so we have Wawa. I, I don't get to eat cheese as much as I like to, so I guess I'll say cheese just because... I don't really get to eat as much. I feel like Sonny, you've Sonny made, took one for woo-hoo. for his boyfriend. Right. Like I really Sonny, feel like he was like, uh, you, you've made a powerful enemy this time. You've made, huh? you've made a wonderful friend, Sonny. And I thought we were—I knew we were buddies before. <laughs> now I know it. <laughs> Lifelong friend. Well, since I'm moving to Delaware, I'll probably be eating Rofo more than anything mm-hmm. because true. That's—it's it, so common out there. And you know, my boyfriend's from Federalsburg, so oh. you know. It's like Thankfully. the Maryland, Delaware area. That's that's all. Royal Farms is all they really have. Yeah. Uh, 
Lots and lots of Royal Farms. Oh, yeah. I know. We've done a few of those, too, in our uh, Maryland time. Delicious dairy products. I don't know. know. You can't go wrong with a milkshake there. Good to know. True. So So we all learned something this episode. So... Well, uh, Sonny, we, we end every episode the uh, the same way. We have two questions that we ask all of our guests. Uh, and I will now uh, hand off to uh, the one, the only, Zach Romero. Thank you so much. The best announcer in the South. Oh, thank to, you. To give the final two questions. Still haven't forgiven you about uh, sheets, but thank you. I appreciate that <laughs> intro. Um, so, Sonny, unfortunately, in this beautiful performance art that we all enjoy a great deal, we lose a lot of talent early. And so... That being said, if there was any manager, wrestler, anybody associated with wrestling that is no longer alive that you would have loved to have worked with, who would it be and why? Eddie Guerrero, for sure. Which variation of Eddie Guerrero? Uh, probably the China era, because that resonates more with me when he was teaming with China. Uh, I was, at the time, it was like, I was a kid, so, and, and, and I watched. Uh, I was more aware of wrestling at that time than any other time. So I love uh, seeing him with China. And I just I love China too, so I get some bias. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's a good, good answer. Uh, second question. We here at the IndyCast believe that every animal in nature is given certain evolutionary traits to ensure its survival. Uh Giraffes have long necks, rhinos, big horn, etc., etc. Our belief is that humans, as an animal, their evolutionary trait is their ability to use tools. So, Sunny Kiss, if you had to fight any animal, what would it be and what weapon would you use? My uh, weapon of ass destruction, because I would just use my ass. Excellent. (laughs) I don't know. Um... (laughs) What's your least favorite animal? What's what animal do you absolutely hate? I don't. I love all animals. Sunny doesn't thing. seem like a big hater. That means I. Can... Uh, <laughs> um, I don't really hate animals. Like I can't think of an animal that I hate. Well, the, and the good news is we we we've, we've had quite the range here. We've had people that are fought bears and lions. Uh, we've had mythical creatures, so that is on the table. Uh, and we also had uh, one Sydney Bacabella from Chikara who wanted to fight a kitten with a tack hammer because he always puts himself over to win. Yeah. So you've got quite the range to work with here. Um, of all the questions for us to take a hard stance on, right. we're like, no, 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 the this pretend is, animal question. This, this Answer is, it. This is the mountain we. This is the mountain we died. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for to reiterate. You're asking. What animal would I love to? What what animal? Just would you beat fight? the shit out of. No, I mean if you're life or death situation, there's an animal that you have to. Well, he presented it in that way. Like, yes, I'm asking you, what animal do you want to just punch right in the face and you see it? No, let's say there's oh, a, you know. I guess a, I guess a deer for wrecking all these wrestlers' cars. That's true. What a very That's thoughtful true. answer. Yeah. We've got a lot of them. Is he always fighting a deer with his ass? I love. Yeah. I love that. I love this. You booked that as a main event. That's money. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I feel like there's a Maryland wrestling company that would put that on. <laughs> like, I don't oh know. Corporal punishment. Yeah. If you're ass, listening, to this ass, ass versus Bambi, one fall to the finish. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Sonny, this is the uh, the part in our show where we have gotten permission from one Mr. Brian Cage to officially call. 
get your shit in. Uh, this is the opportunity for you to let all of our dozens and dozens know uh, your social media, where they can buy your merchandise, etc., etc. The floor, sir, is yours. Okay, so social media, uh, my Facebook is um, SunnyKiss. You can find me at facebook.com slash SunnyKiss1. Instagram and Twitter at SunnyKissXO. And my Pro Wrestling Tees store is open. You can type in SunnyKiss or ProWrestlingTees.com ProWrestlingTees.com SunnyKiss. Love it. Oh, also, you can check out my boyfriend's podcast, Arrows to the Knee, Never Should Have Come Here. Uh, is that the podcast? Or that's the group on Facebook. But the podcast is called Arrows and Neat. It's a Skyrim video game podcast. So check that out. Very nice. Excellent. Very cool. Excellent. So, well, Sonny, once again, we uh, thank you for joining us on the IndieCast today. And for all of our dozens and dozens, as always, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, until next time, everybody, I am, as always, Chad Allen. I'm Shelly Allen. I'm Zach Romero. And until next time, everybody, we always say... Deuces! Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndieCast. Uh, well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. It's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are. We're touching wieners. Touching wieners professionally. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina.